This podcast is brought to you by Score Foundation. Hi, my name is George Abraham and welcome to Iway Conversations. My guest today is Sachin Purwal, a law student from Nalsar in Hyderabad. Welcome Sachin. Hi hi thanks George sir. So um, uh, Sachin what prompted you to take up law as your discipline? From my, my class 6 to 10th I studied in a uh, Hindi medium Rajasthan state board government school so there and it was a special school school for the blind so there everyone was into uh government jobs teachers banking music teachers to be very specific and i was like no i don't want to do all that i want something more from my life one day one of my teacher asked me that what do you want to become in life so i just randomly i don't know from where that thought came i just said lawyer and he was very interested to hear a new reply so he told me about legal advisors and corporate lawyers and also he told me that uh, Uh, blind people cannot become advocates and judges but okay after that all the time i used to say whenever somebody asked me that whatever you what do you want to become so i used to say lawyer then i randomly searched on internet how to become a lawyer in india i got to know about clat i got to know about ba llb program i got to know about national law universities but the real interest came when the application was required um after completing my class 10th i wanted to switch boards and mediums so i wanted to join a private private school but they were denying admission just because of my visual impairment so i showed them article 15 although it was a private school but still i don't know i was in class 10 back then so i showed them the copy of article 15 by highlighting certain things i told them about some sections of rpwd act and i also took help from iwe we send them notices and so from there i got to know okay we have rights and if we uh, if we are aware about our rights so nobody can infringe our rights so it, it, this is how i got interested so your interest in law began with advocacy for your own self yes yes and we i got to know okay if i know my rights so nobody can exploit my rights and i can even fight for others right getting into law school is become very competitive there is a national exam which we call clat and um, uh, how did you prepare for clat and what was your experience uh, doing this exam and what was the in- admission process that you went through so clat is a common law admission test it's for uh, all the 22 or 23 national law universities and this is a mcq based paper but uh, in 2019 2019 end they changed the paper pattern so now it's all comprehension based exam and it's very much english focused exam so if you don't know english if your english is not very good you cannot clear the exam and uh, it's a 2 hour paper and there are five sections english uh, critical reasoning legal reasoning current affairs and quantitative quantitative techniques so and you know 
this uh, like we, you, you need to prepare for this exam although the consortium says that this is an aptitude test and you don't need to study for that all that whatever you have studied till 12th will come all that but it's not very true you need to prepare for this exam and it's all comprehension based exam so and computers are still not allowed with that we are we are still trying to convince the consortium to allow screen the use of screen readers but till now no success so currently the pattern is like they will allow a scribe one step junior to you and the scribe will read the whole paragraph of comprehension and unlike the school paragraphs the answers are not there in the paragraphs so you need to like uh, check the options and prepare for that and for that you have to take a coaching like i took in coaching and the coaching was also you know like they used to like it was in 2020 and 21 so they used to share the screen show the comprehension on the screen and ask to read and then reply in the comment box so it was very difficult for me but i got some volunteers and like the preparation was not easy at all but still it was manageable i got really nice scribe who used to take me time we used to practice we used to give mock test and uh, yeah this is how i cleared it and even like this is a national exam but still awareness is not there even on the clat center the <laughs> i did not get much you know assistance that i was requiring but still yeah i managed to clear it if you know of anyone with vision impairment who needs guidance on living life with blindness please share the iway national toll free helpline number 1800 5320 2469 the number is 18005320469 the was nalsar uh, your first choice or uh, you wanted to go somewhere else yeah honestly it was on my second second preference because like nalsar is best university according to some rankings and according to some some rankings it's uh, on number second so like my coaching and everybody said that nls bangalore which is the oldest uh, uh, national law university that comes number one so i put that in first preference and nalsar was on second preference but uh, you know when when i first searched about uh, how to become a lawyer in india so that time nalsar was in my nalsar came the first result and i was watching a lot of videos of nalsar so maybe that manifested and i am in nalsar and the culture of nalsar is also very nice like i really enjoy being there it's been a semester i spent there so what is the kind of process that goes through in nalsar in the classroom and outside uh, is there a, a intentional attempt at making things accessible for you or you have to ask for support yeah so in those matters nalsar has taken a, f- f- a forward step front like uh, they are really into accessibility and all like uh, when i when my first day was there so i met the vice chancellor he told me that uh, don't worry you are in the best university in the country and we are spending around 3 crores for the accessibility thing there was some audit happening 
so like they had the ramps and all already but still uh, uh, they are installing like some places is it's there but they are still they are uh, installing those tactile uh, tactile tiles i don't know what is that called and we have an accessibility lab where uh, like devices with screen readers are there and pearl camera is there to convert and do ocr things there is a braille printer you can uh, print your stuff in uh, braille and uh, like teachers and all they also ask that what uh, how we can accommodate you and do you need any like large text or anything so and also there is a pwd sub regulations committee under the student body so we are drafting an sop which will be applicable on the all uh, university all over so the thing is that they ask us that what do we want and whatever is there like for, let's say uh, for exams are concerned so they are they are like if you want scribe we can give scribe if you want extra time we can give extra time if you want to give it uh, through computer we can do that so everything is available there you lost your eyesight uh, in class 6 Uh, yes. what was the uh, reason or what was the cause of this loss of sight and uh, what was the transition like so it was due to rp and uh, the vision loss was sudden like it it was happening gradually but we did not realize and we could not identify and the transition was that i was studying in an english medium school back then from yeah. my nursery to class 6 yeah and then i had to like my current school that they like they denied like they were like how can we teach and we don't know like that and we were also not aware about anything and it was pre uh, rpwd uh, act of 16 yeah so we, we were not aware anything we were not also not aware about special schools nothing was there uh, we wasted around one and a half year i was also not willing to do anything i was also hopeful that okay treatment is going on some or the other thing will work out but nothing really worked out and we then we got to know about a special school and we went there and it was a hindi medium school and i was like no no i don't want to study in a hindi medium school uh, how will i uh, like learn all those things because i have studied in, a, in in an english medium school i don't know how to do that and then my mom really forced me and motivated me that no without education nothing can happen so you uh, you will have to study and we cannot give a pause to study like that and already 1.5 years has been wasted so my mom used to come with me in the school she used to stay there and i used to like the transition was very difficult because like i have been to this transition two times one, <laughs> one was like from english to hindi and another was again hindi to english after my 10th yeah so, so so why did you decide to switch back to english because uh, i was like in my ninth class all, all, i was uh, uh, i was sure that okay i want to study in a national law university i want to i want to clear clat and clat is a english exam all together and i was and also the study of this five years blb program this also happens entirely in english so i was like if i will i will have to anyways uh transit after my class 12 so better i'll do it in uh 11th 11th itself and also i wanted some subjects that were not available in my school 
so that's why i had to change it when you wanted to get back from the blind school to an english medium cbse school yes. uh, were there challenges there or uh, it was a smooth move no no it was not at all smooth in the beginning i was first of all contacting every school that uh, of that was offering the subjects that i wanted and uh, there were very less schools and uh, a lot of schools were having these compulsory subjects that you will have to study this and this and this but i didn't want to study history and sociology and those were there in a lot of schools so but finally i uh, got to know about one school that i wanted to take admission at but then they were uh, denying that uh, just because of my visual impairment they were like how will we teach and we don't have any special teachers and they were also not uh, talking to me directly also and they were denying me admission so i first of all showed them the highlighted part of article 15 i don't know why i did that but i still did that and, and then also nothing worked out so i contacted iway and iway connected me with some ngos and organizations of jaipur and they sent them letters they also contacted the disability commissioner and they also sent them letters and notices so after receiving this uh, those letters and notices so the, the administration finally decided to talk to me so i showed them that uh, i have the access of screen reader phone laptop daisy player and i can use that and i don't require any special accommodations or requirements all that i told i told them how things work like that and they were convinced they also asked me questions and all so they got to know me and after that you know like they saw me my performance in the classes and all so the attitude changed in fact the first time i heard about you it was as a stand up comedian so uh, what is the stand up comedy story how did you get interested in it and uh, uh, how did you get started so it was a very random thing that happened uh, so th- there's this university in udaipur yeah they were celebrating their i don't i think some 50 years or 60 70 years i don't i don't remember it now and they called some of us from the blind school to be part of the event and some of my friends were singing some of them were reciting poem some of them were dancing and i was just sitting in the audience and i was i just randomly thought okay i should also do something so i just asked my teacher that uh, can i go on the stage and tell some jokes i used to do that previously uh, with my friends and like in close circles like i used to crib about things and they used to laugh so i just went up to the stage and i told some jokes around 3 4 minutes i think and yeah. the auditorium was filled like around 350 college students were there around and they all laughed they all cheered they all clapped and i felt certain high there and i came down and a lot of them came hugged me shook hands and they said are very nice stand up comedy nice jokes and all that then i came home i searched stand up comedy and i got to know about it that okay it's a career and all that and previously i used to know about comedians and all but stand up comedy was a new thing back then and then i searched about it okay there is the thing called open mics where you can go like open mics are generally free where audience audiences there you can go you can perform whatever is there 
you can basically test your jokes before the actual shows you can uh, try your jokes if it is funny or not and yeah i used to do open mics in 2017 18 then i used to do shows uh, in and around udaipur i i was also there into organizing stand up shows i also performed and uh, did open opening acts for uh, many stand up comedians to support our work with the blind and visually impaired you can visit the donate page on our website www.scorefoundation.org.in please note www.scorefoundation.org.in you mentioned two things here one is the open mic the other is the show is there any difference between the two yes so open mic is generally free both for the artist and for the audience yeah uh, and it's a you know chill scene you can go there you can test your jokes anything is welcome there yeah but sh- shows on the other hand is different shows is like the artist is getting paid the audience is charged tickets yeah and shows are different and in shows you cannot just go and tell random jokes because you need to test your jokes first if it is funny or not then you can go tell your jokes so uh, this uh, uh, when you do a show do you have to write your script in advance or it's spontaneous no no it's for me personally it's not spontaneous i i used to write the script before and then i used to test it in open mics and then i used to uh, select the specific parts and then i used to go and perform some things are spontaneous also but not the whole so these uh, jokes are they meant to be original jokes that you have created yourself or uh, uh, you are allowed to uh, crack jokes which have been cracked by other people or jokes that have been published in magazines and newspapers uh, how, how what what is the um, uh, protocol there yeah so stand up is uh, different in the, this case that you cannot tell others jokes uh, you will have to write and perform your own jokes because that's copying and it's not uh, ethical a lot of people still do that but yeah it, but generally you know people are also aware about their jokes and uh, in stand up it's kind of uh, you are telling your personal story your personal experience and if it is funny so then it is more uh, uh, better in that sense so we cannot uh, copy others jokes we need to write and tell our jokes and Uh, when we have our own experiences so that's hit hit better and uh, <clears throat> the other thing is uh, uh, you know i've seen a lot of stand up comedy shows people use a lot of bad language uh, yeah. is it necessary for using bad language or you think there can be clean shows also uh, it's not necessary but uh, a lot of artists give justification that it's the bad words are just for the emphasis hmm and not in the actual literal sense so it depends on the audience also that which kind of audience you are uh, performing for so if they understand so then everything is fine but if they are not okay with that so yeah that is also there but every artist is uh, different in that uh, some artists do clean comedy some uses bad words i used to previously uh, do clean comedy then i also tried using some or uh, some two three words just for the emphasis not for the 
literal sense so i am i am still very young in this thing i am exploring things and it's not necessary so uh, now that you moved to hyderabad have you actually started getting uh, requests for shows in hyderabad so like i was not into the scene for around 2 and a half 3 years yeah. because of the covid clat lockdown all that things so and also nalsar uh, like the study pressure and all that so i also like i like my old stuff previously i used to do jokes on contemporary things that were happening so that were all irrelevant i had to start from scratch and i did not get much time there i thought i will get i thought like i will uh, do law school on five days and on saturdays and sundays i will go perform but we have projects and all assignments so i did not get mu- i did not get much time but uh, during the fest uh, we have a rajasthani fest i performed there and i had a good time and from the next semester i'm thinking to hit open mics in hyderabad any other passion that you have apart from stand up comedy and law that you follow technology is another passion reading is another passion and i watch a lot of youtube videos related to travel and i recently started traveling alone so i am exploring that also so traveling alone now that you started uh, what's the experience been like yeah so as i said that i lost my vision at a later stage so i never used white cane i was always dependent on human assistance and i was like are i don't want to use that white cane uh, typical blind people use that and i am not that so i i was not using a white cane right uh, t- till 12th i did not use it i i used to keep it in my bag that someday if nobody is nobody will be there i will use it but that never happened and then i moved to hyderabad and then uh, what happened that uh, like uh, as i'm a late blind so my if somebody look at my eyes they cannot uh, uh, identify that i'm a blind person so and they used to wave or smile at me and i for the obvious reasons d- did not reply so they thought okay i'm i'm an arrogant person yeah or maybe i'm an introvert mm. so then then i started carrying uh, the white cane and then they got to know okay that's the thing and then i also uh, some days nobody was there to take me from place a to b so then i started using that and uh, also like i travel alone on all on my own to from from hyderabad to daipur and the experience was nice and uh, like my attitude has has changed well uh, sachin it has been a pleasure talking to you and uh, yeah. as you continue at the law school uh, wish you the very best and one day we uh, pray and hope that you are a practicing lawyer or a practicing judge wish you the very best thank you thank you so much This podcast was brought to you by Score Foundation. Yeah, Roshni, 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 Roshni.